السلام عليك يا أبا عبد الله السلام عليك يا ابن رسول الله السلام عليك يا خيرة الله وابن خيرته السلام عليك يا ابن أمير المؤمنين وابن سيد المؤمنين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وآله الطاهرين Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome to episode 11 of Reflections on Ziyarat Ashura brought to you by Mizan Institute. After the general la'ans that took place in the ziyarah of those four groups um, that we talked about in the past two episodes, and after making it clear that we are at peace, O Imam, with whoever you're at peace with and at war with whoever you're at war with, and what that might mean in our context and you know the times that we're living in today, then comes the time to send specific la'ans now. Here we have specific la'ans. What I mean by specific versus general is taking people's names actually throughout history. Now the names that are mentioned as these Latins are sent, these are names of people that you can say everyone agrees were problematic. And I mean, this says a lot to us about how our approach should be to these matters even today, if we're going to ever mention any names. That these are names that ev- of people that everybody had issues with. And so it begins with Alu Ziyad, the family of Ziyad. So we're going to have to talk about who Ziyad is. And before I go into that, I would like to make a little disclaimer that if you're listening to this with your children, um, I would suggest that maybe you listen to it on your own first before listening it with them because some things might be said that might not be too appropriate for the kids, although it's, it's not going to be anything crazy either. But I just thought I would make this point before I begin. So who is this Ziyad? Well, to know a person, especially back in that day of 1400 years ago, people would identify others with their kunya by mentioning who the father of that individual is as well. And so with Ziyad, we have a problem though, because there are about four or five kunyas that have been used for him. And kunya is something I um, explained in uh, our first episode when we began with Assalamu alaikum ya Aba Abdullah. So this kunya, this title, he has five titles according to some. Some refer to him as Ziyad ibn Abi, Ziyad son of his father. And of course, this is something negative to call someone son of your father. It kind of means that we don't know who exactly your father is. So whoever your father is, you're the son of him. Uh, this doesn't help identify that person, of course. Ziyad ibn Ummihi. That's another kunya that's been used. Ziyad, the son of his mother. So, once again, <laughs> you use a kunya to narrow things down. Nothing's being narrowed, narrowed down here. We know everyone has a mother, everyone has a father. So, it is kind of derogatory to refer, not kind of, for sure, is derogatory to refer to someone as such. Ziyad bin Ubaid. So, here the name of his mother's husband is mentioned okay Ubaid was the um, father of well once again we can't call him the father necessarily but the husband of 
his mother when he was born. Then you have Ziyad bin Sumayyah. Ziyad, the son of Sumayyah. That's his mother's name. So what's for sure is Sumayyah was his mother. That's what we know. And we'll talk about Ubaid and Sumayyah just a little bit. And then finally we have Ziyad bin Abi Sufyan. Ziyad, son of Abu Sufyan, the great uh, uh, head of the Banu Umayyah. So which one of these, what's going on? What is going? What, what do we say? <laughs> we need to talk about this. Who is Ubaid? Who is Sumayyah? And then we'll talk about this whole story of Ziyad bin Abi Sufyan. Ubaid was a slave and Sumayyah was a slave girl. Sumayyah, who was a slave girl in that time, these slave girls were a means and source of income for their owners. And so it says in history that her owner, Harif bin Kalda, he was a famous physician of that time, he married her to his Roman slave, Ubaid. All right, so he has a slave by the name of Ubaid. And that's what back then they would do. Lots of times uh, a slave would be married to a slave girl. They were still the slaves of their master, but they were married to each other. And so this, you know, this was a normal practice. So he marries her to his Roman slave, but at the same time, she is also a source of income um, and uh, brings in money for, for her owner as well. Of course, by having uh, you know relationships with others and affairs with others. So back in that day, back in that time, one way to signify that this person here does these kinds of acts was to hang a red flag at their home. So it says that she had a red flag hanging outside of her home. And in all of this, she all of a sudden has Ziyad. She's married to Ubaid. She has a baby by the name of Ziyad. And so because other men were also in a relationship with her and she was bringing in money for her owner through that means, no one was 100% sure who this Ziyad was the son, actual biological son of. But of course, there's a rule that if you're married and there's a child that's born, they will associate that child to that man. So Ubaid is seen as his father, but Ubaid was a slave. Um, so that's one thing. But then Abu Sufyan believed that this is my son, actually. And th there's a story to that that I'll get to later, inshallah. But let's talk about this Ziyad now. He was smart from the beginning to the extent that they would count him as one of the four Duhatul Arab, one of the four clever ones of the Arab. Um, you have Muawiyah in that list, you have Amr bin Al-As in that list, you have Mughira bin Shu'ba in that list, Ziyad was also in that list. And so they say that when he would speak, you just didn't want him to stop. That's how nicely he would speak. When he grew up, uh, Umar ibn al-Khattab had something delegated to him. He, he gave him some work to do. Sent him to Yemen, um, according to some accounts. And he fulfilled that job and came back. And when he returned to Umar and the Muhajirin and the Ansar were sitting there with uh, Umar, Ziyad delivers a sermon very nicely that no one had heard before. And so Amr bin al-As, he's there. He's like, man, this kid, if his father was only one of the Quraysh, he wasn't some Roman slave, he could lead all of the Arab, like to that extent. That's how great he was at whatever he did. And so they say Abu Sufyan was there. Of course, of course Abu Sufyan is very old now. This is after the Prophet ﷺ has passed away. And Abu Sufyan, is, I think uh, he was in his 90s even. 
and he had lost his eyesight as well. They say that Abu Sufyan was there when he heard this, that if only he was, if his father was one of the Quraysh. And so he said, by Allah, I know his father and who put him in his mother's womb. So once again, this is talking about that affair that we'll talk about later between Abu Sufyan and Ziyad's mother. So that's when he's young. Let's talk about uh, Ziyad during Imam Ali's time. Imam Ali made him governor of the Fars province. Now we have to remember that uh, he's not, he hasn't done anything crazy or evil yet, right? So Imam has, is using him and getting him to work for him as governor of the Fars province. And during this time that he's working under uh, Imam Ali salam, and uh, as a governor, History tells us that he was threatened by Muawiyah, tempted by Muawiyah, but he would resist. He would never he never went on the side of Muawiyah. Fast forward, even after the martyrdom of Imam Ali alayhi salam, uh, this person didn't go to Muawiyah's side. Imam Hassan's ceasefire takes place. Still doesn't go on, on Muawiyah's side. But then of course Muawiyah is very smart as well. And finally is able to bring him on his high, on his side. How? He sends to him his old friend uh, Mughira bin Shu'bah. Mughira goes to him and convinces him to come and become the brother of Muawiyah. So now we're going back to that story of Abu Sufyan and Ziyad's mother. He says, look, come, let's sit down and talk with Muawiyah and you can be the brother of Muawiyah. But how? How's that even possible? Because, you know, it's very obvious Abu Sufyan's children, who they were, and I'm not his biological brother. Well, yes, it's not an easy task to make someone your brother unless you are of an illegitimate birth. Then it can be done. And so this is where the story of the affair of Abu Sufyan and Sumayya comes into the picture it says that during the Jahiliyyah, Abu Sufyan traveled to Ta'if and was staying with a wine seller by the name of Abu Maryam. And this Abu Maryam as Saluli, who later became Muslim and one of the Sahaba actually of the Prophet, this Abu Sufyan tells him that, you know, I am lusting for women right now. Do you have anyone for me? And so he says, I have Sumayya. And so Ziyad was born. And this is the story. And so. Abu Maryam, this guy who now is, you know, he later on became Muslim and all of that, he comes and testifies and tells this story in Sham to Muawiyah in the presence of Ziyad. And Ziyad gets angry here. He says, Are you here to testify? Are you here to slander? You're talking about my mother, my mother like this. And then Abu Maryam says, I'm just relating the truth. And so this becomes an excuse and justification for Muawiyah to say, Okay, look, if that's the case, then you are my brother. My, through our father, Abu Sufyan. And so if you're my brother, then you are one of the Quraysh. And from there, brothers and sisters, Ziyad becomes, goes on the side of Muawiyah. And so I, I have read this um, in places where they've explained how, you know, one of the reasons why Ziyad would do such a thing is when you're a nobody, when, for, your, for example, your father was a slave, your mother was a slave girl, you're a nobody, that's one thing. But to be all of a sudden, go up that ladder uh, and, and, and be one of the Quraysh now. And not just any Quraysh, brother of Muawiyah, son of Abu Sufyan, and one of the Banu Umayyah, all of a sudden, like this is something you can't pass on. 
And so Ziyad eventually, who had resisted Muawiyah for this long, he says, okay, now we're talking. So now he's on Muawiyah's side. Now this is a problem. Do you know why, brothers and sisters? Because this Ziyad was on the side of Ali ibn Abi Talib. He knew who the Shia are, where their hiding places are. Who, he can identify them. So now that he's working for Muawiyah, it is so easy to gain the satisfaction of Muawiyah and to work for him. So it says that he began strengthening and solidifying Muawiyah's empire in Kufa and Basra. Cutting the arms and legs of the Shia, taking out their eyes, burying alive some of the lovers of Imam Ali because of their love, like Abdul Rahman bin Hassan. It says that he, he was buried alive because of his love for Imam Ali Well, who, who's identifying these people? Ziyad. Ziyad, Ziyad son of Ubaid. Or Ziyad son of Abu Sufyan. Whatever you want to call him. Or Ziyad bin Abi. It says that he was the first to order that Imam Ali be cursed in all of Iraq. So as you all know, probably, there was a time during the time of Muawiyah that we, the Shia, believe that yes, Imam Ali was cursed and slandered on the member in Salatul Jumu'ah to the point that it was a condition. These were the guidelines of the Khalifa that across the Muslim empire, you have to send la'na upon Ali ibn Abi Talib in the khutbas of Salatul Jumu'ah. Who carried this out and gave the orders for this in Iraq for the first time? They say that it was Ziyad bin Abi. How did he enforce that? It says that he was going to have the people of Kufa all curse Imam Ali or else they die and their homes destroyed. So if you don't curse Imam Ali, your, homes, your home is going to get destroyed. This is, this is the point that he got to. So first, he made it a mandate that, okay, you have to slander him on the member in Salatul Jum'ah. It reached the point, they say that Ziyad, what he wanted to do was make sure that everyone, not just those who are lecturing, delivering sermons, everyone in Kufa and Basra, or in Kufa at least, is going to curse Imam Ali or else they will be killed and their homes will be destroyed. But before he could do that and carry that out, Ziyad himself passed away. And so this is his report card. To the point that Ibn Abil Hadid, he says that Muawiyah delegated the governing of Kufa and Basra to Ziyad and Ziyad was able to drag every Shia out from under every stone and rock and kill them. And this is how they describe Ziyad. And maybe one of the reasons why when Ubaidullah bin Ziyad, the son of Ziyad, comes into Kufa, he's able to turn the tables in the favor of Yazid and get rid of uh, the likes of Muslim ibn Aqil. Maybe it's because the people, they had seen how Ziyad was and they're like, oh my God, now his son is here. And they were really scared. And so they deserted Muslim ibn Aqil. Point being, brothers and sisters, this is what Ziyad is all about. And so he is one of those ones. He's the father of Ubaidullah bin Ziyad, who is one of the main culprits in Ashura and the, in the killing of Imam Hussein alayhi salam. But it starts with his father Ziyad, who paved the way for this and made the wrong decision eventually, although he had lived a good life, it seems. Um, although Imam Ali had scolded him even when he was under Imam Ali, but still, like he was on he was on the side of Imam Ali salam. But eventually, through the wrong decisions, he ended up where he did, and so he is one of those ones who we can say laid the foundation of Ashura.
is one of the ones who, if it wasn't for him, Ashura might have not taken place, him and his son. Now we'll talk about his son in um, another episode separately. But yes, we seek refuge in Allah from Su'il Aqibah and having a bad fate. All these years he's on Imam Ali's side, he eventually gives in to whatever desires he had and he ended up being one of the greatest mal'unin to the extent that not just himself but his family is mal'un in Ziyat Ashura. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. وعلى أولاد الحسن وعلى أصحاب الحسن